with you.
on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Before the show starts, it's time right now. It's 3.30 Eastern Standard Time. I'm Dave Villa. I'm Dave Fribbs. And we are Auto Dealer Live. I want to thank you for listening and tuning in to our show. We're grateful for that. And we're excited to bring you great automotive content and uh, talk a little bit about what's going on in the business today. And um, thanks for listening. Hope you're having a great last week of the month. Speaking of last week of the month, man. You know, there's some, there's some, there's some, some controversy back and forth. You know, last week of the month, last week of the month, and you know, I don't know about you, Cribs. I've been closing my month out since February first. Yeah, I think you have to start on February first, especially in February because it's a shorter month. We all know that. We all know we're going to run out of time quickly, right? So you've got to give it your all right from the very start. But no matter where you're at right now, mm-hmm. there's still time left. Yeah, but I'm talking about. You know, I'm going to disagree with you for a sec. Uh oh. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, no, come on, bring it. Well, I'm just saying, man. I mean, like, I, I don't care if it's a long month. I don't care if it's like, you know, like anti leap year or something. I mean, I'm talking like the. Fr- in other words, the last day of the month. I mean, here's the deal. I'm, I want to make money every day, and you know, a month is nothing more than a measuring stick. You know, I mean, it, who cares about a month? You know, the bottom line is, who cares about a month? You know, I mean, w- what if you, what if, what if, what if Monday, okay, which is the first day of March, you you make thirty grand. Yourself, you know, you have a thirty thousand dollar Monday. Okay, I'll do it. Well, I'm, well, I'm saying you have a thirty thousand dollar Monday. No. You know, I mean, who cares about what? It's just it's a month, man, and I, we measure it by the month. But what happens if you're selling cars and you're and you don't hit? You know, you're you come five short of thirty. You're twenty five. This is a great month, right? Twenty five car month. You're five short of thirty, and then Monday you sell twelve. I mean, I know that's. I'm just, I'm just throwing something out there. Like, or right. t- Monday and Tuesday, you sell twelve. You sell six a day. I mean, really? Did you have a bad month? Really? No. Did you know? Think about it, man. No, I get it. I get your point. I, I think for me personally, it, you know, from being in this business for so many years, it's just ingrained in in me. You know, it's there. It, it is. It, it really is. There it's it ingrained is. In me, me too. And you know what? I'm, 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 I'm going against the grain, baby. I'm going against the grain. Listen, I, I said something. I think it was this morning. You might have been in the meeting, but I don't know. It was one of the meetings in, in the morning I had with some managers. And, and, you know, I said, I want to be like a salmon. You know, I mean, I don't eat salmon. I know you, you, we went to, uh, we went to Bonefish in Orlando. You were with us. Um, you had salmon there. And then you had at the Hilton. And then you had salmon the other day somewhere. Yeah. Um, Chili's. Chili. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you're a salmon eater. I don't, I, evident, I don't like salmon, but I want to be like a salmon. 
All right. And uh, I want to be like a salmon. You know, my son-in-law, my son-in-law, I'm 42. My, my oldest daughter's 21. And my son-in-law, he called it salmon. Salmon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> salmon. Well, that's how it's spelled. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's not, it's not what it said. He, he's going to hear this. And uh, but he called it salmon. Anyway. Sal- um, Salmon. I, when he first said it, I thought he was talking about the football player here, you know, the Bucks, Leroy Salmon. Right. And I was like, I'm like, you want to eat him? Well, I mean, but anyway, my point is, is that you know, um, I want to be like a salmon, man. I want to swim upstream. I don't want, I don't want it to be ingrained. I want to go against the grain. And you know, the bottom line is, we need to break the grain. Look, here's here's the deal. Why are you, you are you going to let because it became the last day of February? You know, are you going to let the fact that you you know, let that destroy your weekend. You know, when, when you can come in Monday, you need to be on your freaking A game on Monday. You better be bringing it March 1 because, you know, I don't know about you, but there's a payday every week. And, you know, March 1 has, a, has something to do with how much money you're going to make next week. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, no, I agree. I absolutely agree. In fact, I, I would argue that uh, I, I think, you know, being at the dealerships, and, and again, it goes back to this monthly thing being so ingrained in us mm-hmm. that we get excited when it's the first, you know. Uh, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe I should retract that statement because if we had a killer month, we're not so excited that it's ending. But, yeah, that's just, it, you know what, I don't know. I can't, I don't, I get your point. I just don't know if I well, can I mean, get out of that monthly thing. Well, I mean, okay. All right, that's a good question. I mean, or that's a good, that's a, hey, listen, I think that's a fair assumption. You know, tweet us. Let us know what you think. Hashtag Auto Dealer Live or at Auto Dealer Live. By the way, there's a tweeter leader going on. We're giving away swag pack, man. We've got bracelets, wristbands up here. We have Auto Dealer Live t-shirts. We have autographed 10X rule books by Grant Cardone. We've got tons of things we want to give away to you. Here's how you do it. You just have to have the most influence today on Twitter and win our tweeter leader contest. You want to know who's winning at any given time? Mike's going to pop them up on the screen throughout the show a couple of times behind us to show who's in the lead. But at autodealerlive.net, you can see constantly as it's scrolling through the top 20 influencers. And look, it's not about how many followers you have on Twitter. It's about how much influence. So get somebody to retweet it, man. Tell somebody to watch the show. Anything with hashtag Auto Dealer Live or at Auto Dealer Live, and it puts you in the deal. And at 5.30 today, one hour after the show's over, we will announce the winner, and we're going to send you the swag pack. You're going to win a bunch of stuff, a bunch of cool stuff, not crappy stuff. Yeah, let's blow it up. And, and you know, I want to give a little shout-out real quick. Uh, go ahead and show that, Dave. Come on, yeah. man. Well, come go ahead. On. Shout it out. Man, hey, that's, listen. That's awesome. Come on. You want to win one of these autographed by Dave? And I know this is good. You know, listen, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty dang cool, man. It is cool. I think it's cool. It's anyway. cool. It is cool. <laughs> We're our biggest fans. Hey, <laughs> but hey, here's the deal. You know, I want to give a shout out to My wife's got one. To, uh, to Kenny Landrum. At, at, uh, he's, he's in Bowling Green, Kentucky at a Toyota store there. And, you know, it, you see, I'm kind of sporting Kenny's hat today. And the reason I'm doing that. I thought that, you were reenacting that Ford commercial, that guy, that <laughs> right? actor that does all the Ford commercials that wears the baseball cap. Right. No matter what he's wearing. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of bugs me. Yeah, I know it does. It does. It's that OCD. It doesn't really yeah. go with a, a jacket necessarily, yeah. but but you know, um, you know, you make a sacrifice when you sure. want to when you want to be committed, right? right. So, um, committed to wearing the hat in honor of Kenny Landrum, simply because what excites me about Kenny Landrum, and, and you know, one of the themes for the show today was miles apart. You know, going the extra mile, separating yourself from the crowd, uh, being miles apart. And, you know, this is what Kenny Landrum has done. And what's exciting about Kenny Landrum to me more than anything is he's a veteran in this car business. And about a year or so ago, maybe a little bit more than that, but I've been following him for about a year. There is a laundry list of things that he initiated and started to do 
to, when he regained his passion for this business. So my, your, the point is that you can do this at any time, whether you're a year into the business, two years into the business, one day, 10 years, it doesn't matter. You can get ignited and separate yourself and be miles apart from your competitors. And Kenny's not a sponsor of the show, by the way. No, he's I think not. He, I think he's no. somebody that you actually spend some time. You guys, I know Kenny, obviously, but Kenny's just a cool dude, man. Shout out to you, Mr. Yes. Kenny Landrum. Yes. And um, I'm, I beat his wife, uh, Shelly, on Trivia Crack every night. So there anyway, <laughs> um, hey, listen, I want to shout out to our sponsors here, though. Jeff Cowan's Pro Talk, Alan Rams, Proactive Training Solutions, uh, uh, Commercial Fleet Finance, E-Lead One, The Next Up, and Right Hand Films. We want to thank you guys for being sponsors of uh, Auto Dealer Live, as always. And um, so, man, listen, swim upstream. I would, ch I would challenge you guys to break the mold. We're going to bring in some guests on here in just a second. But I want to challenge you, man, to break the mold and not be business as usual. It doesn't really matter. So, you know, Dave, I think that that may have something to do with it, man. You know, if you really, really think about it, you know, you said, I just can't quite break out of that mold. And I think that is the problem that we all have when it comes to change. Anything. I know that I do. I don't like change. You know, you don't like change. You don't like change. But change is not only necessary, change is mandatory if we want to go to the next level in, in anything we do. What do you think about that? It is. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, initially we do resist change. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that uh, when you make a change, you have to you have to be sold on that change. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's just the way I see it. And, you know, for me, staying in that staying in that monthly mode for me, actually. And, and you know, maybe maybe I'm, you know, uh, maybe I'm not willing to change that. I don't know. But the monthly mode for me motivates me. Mm -hmm. it, maybe it does the opposite. You know, if if motivating you takes you out of that monthly mode, then that's that's a good thing. It do, it doesn't take me out of it. You know, I found that. Um, and we get we're going to bring our first guest on here in a second. I know Zach's ready, right, right, Mike? Okay, we'll bring him on here in a minute. But you know, it actually it's not that it doesn't motivate me. I find that, you know what, and, and, I, and I find as I grow, as I go to the next level, I find I need to motivate myself every day. A, a month is not enough. If I, because I, here's the thing, man. I've relied in my life on talent too many times. And talent, I, you know, I say this all the time, talent won't cut it and potential doesn't matter. You know, I mean, I have fired people over the years that had so much what I called potential, you know, and I got sick of saying it and I, I, I forbid, you know, we know we don't talk about that here. Right. We, you know, hey man, he's got great potential. Whoa, whoa, wait a second, that scares me because great potential is nothing unless it's unlocked. So I guess my point is I want to go to the next level so much. I realize that if in my talent, if I rely on my talent, which I've done in years past, which is a reason I know not to now, then what I'll do is wait or procrastinate or I won't get off to the fast start and I'll, I'll do the tortoise and hare type of deal. Before you know it, I'm sleeping halfway through. I'm not giving it at all. And you know what? My thing is we're, we're talking about finishing. You know, we're at the place where everyone wants to finish strong, right? And I send tweets out and quotes, hey, finish strong. I believe in that, okay? Because right now all you've got is to finish strong today. However, to finish strong, I think a big part of that is starting fast. Is, is is getting rid of that mid-month lull, uh, I'm, you know? I'm starting to get it. I'm starting to get your just, point. You know, I think what you're, maybe what you're saying is just erase the calendar mm -hmm. because you need to be performing at that same level, whether it's day two, day eight, mm -hmm. day 30. Is that, is that well, it? Well, it's this. It's to tell me what, you know, and, and this is this is not, this is a rhetorical question, but I mean, tell me, listeners, tell me, tweet us, let us know what's going on. Maybe you are, but t tell us if you agree with this or not. I mean, maybe you have something to weigh in on this, but how about this? At what point in the month, what day, what hour can I afford to not be on my A game? 
because what if, here's my, here's my thing, what if that hour is the hour that I could have landed and would have landed that $30,000 deal? I can't argue that. No, I know, I know, man. I, yeah. Listen, I'm not. Listen. By the way, <laughs> IPD is still going to have months, and we're still going to fire people for not making. Them. Kidding. Yeah, right. no, we're still going to make our manager. Hey, man, listen. We're having a we're having a good month. We're having a bad month. Whatever. But I'm just saying, you know. I think for me, it's just like it's like a ball game. You know, you know, in the two minute warning, it it, it just gets exciting. It gets yeah. more intense at the end, and there's a natural push. But mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right in the sense that the calendar really shouldn't affect that. Right. And by the way, I think neither should the two minute warning. Right. We always watch the game and we go, hey, how come you guys didn't do that? The whole game. Fifteen minutes ago. Well, because you can't. Because you can't. See, right now, the beautiful thing about the end of the month is, hey, listen, the beautiful thing about the end of the month, car guys, car girls, the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing is that you have a natural, he's talking about, instinct that's going to kick in right now that doesn't happen. You can sit there and bottle it up in like a genie and open it up the second week in March, and it will dissipate into the freaking air. Because you can't fool yourself. You could you could only hypnotize yourself, and, and somebody can fool you to think that it's the end of the month. Because if it's not the end of the month, your body, your mind knows it's not. So therefore, that, 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 that figurative foot that comes out and kicks yourself in the rear end when it comes to the end of the month is not going to be there. So they can't play the two-minute warning. They need to find a game plan for the first quarter, second quarter, and third quarter. And so possibly... You don't have to come from behind in the fourth quarter, but maybe just, you know, just enjoy the victory. I don't know. Right. It's a good topic. Maybe that's something <laughs> we – hey, listen, I know Zach is waiting in the wings. Mike, we're bringing him on right now, but we got to say this. We were remiss not to. Next week, hear me, mark this out. Mikey, Jason, Mike, you guys, Chris, you guys that are on Twitter and social media, get this out there right now. Next week, we're going to start advertising it the moment this show's over, okay? We have the Battle Royale, man. We have Foursquare. Love it or hate it? Foursquare. Hot topic in the car business because you have to make a decision when you're when you're desking deals, when you're putting deals together. Your dealership has to have a strategy of how they're going to present numbers. Uh, the Foursquare has been around forever, but it is also still effective enough that it's being used uh, to, in today's dealerships. But there are those who say it's antiquated, it's old. Um, there's a new way. So we get to see both sides of the fence, really, and get to hear. Our know. Foursquare video that we have on YouTube yeah. with the, one of the guests that's going to be on has 18,000 views on it just in the last you know, in the last few months, most of those views. And the most recent comment on this video that's probably a year old came in today, and it said, somebody said that, hey, listen, and, and, and we haven't really advertised the show. They said, listen, that would work 20 years ago, but today's Internet customer comes in, and they say, hey, you know what, it, you know, match this price or I'm going somewhere else. So I'm looking forward to having two. These aren't like rookie shortstops, okay? These are two car guys, GMs, GSMs, and, and, and senior salespeople, two of them that say, I love it, and two of them that says, I hate it. And they're going to come on next week. The gloves are going off, and they're going to debate. And they're going to talk about why should we, why shouldn't we. So here's my thing. we got the liberal. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say which side is <laughs> the liberal, which side is the conservative. We have the liberals, so to speak. Of Foursquare, and we have the conservatives, and then we have the independents. So we're going to have some that go, I want you to tell me why I should do something. They're going to have some that don't change no matter what. You don't want to miss next week's show. Oh, that's going to be – that is going to be so cool. Next week. Hashtag AutoDealerLive, AutoDealerLive.net, and uh, follow us on Twitter at AutoDealerLive. Hey, listen, um, we have on the phone right now uh, somebody I've been looking forward to talking to. Um, This guy's been in Silicon Valley. 
in the automotive business as well. He's actually mixed the two. The next up on the show is Zach Klimf. Zach, I hope I said your name right, sir. How are you today? You did. You did. I'm excited to be on the show today. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome, man. I'm looking here at your uh, at the bio, and I love the fact that, you know, look, you know, you're a software guy, obviously. You look very young, man. I mean, you, you are young compared to compared to me, but I mean, you look, you look pretty young and I want dealers, I want dealers to understand that you know what you're talking about here. I want you to give a little, a little bit of your background from the auto industry and at the same time, uh, working in tech industry in Silicon Valley, kind of, kind of talk to us about uh, a little bit about your background and where you came from and how the two came together. Absolutely. So, um, while I was, uh, attending Emory university, when I was 19 years old, I started in the automotive industry at a franchise store and, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. It was a Toyota dealership, and that's kind of where I fell in love with the automotive industry. I also operated as an independent with a dealer's license. I'd go to Mannheim, Odessa, and resell cars online on my own. Then uh, I moved out to Silicon Valley. I worked at a company called Bright Edge. They do search engine optimization, and then now I have started my own software company for the automotive industry. It's called Selly Automotive. We make uh, sales software for both dealerships and salespeople. We have a freemium app coming up next week, and then our full dealership CRM platform will come out in Q2 of 2015. And of course, I also write for a couple different dealership magazines about CRM and technology. Hmm. That's good. I, I, I love that, man. And you know what? If, if we had someone tweet in here, I don't know who it is, but I saw a Twitter uh, tweet come through. It said he looks 12, but age shouldn't matter. <laughs> and you know what, man? If your That's picture right. if your picture wasn't up there, and um, you know, it, it, either, either way, but if your picture wasn't up there, you came on and you sounded like a salesperson, man. And I like it. You know what? You have a you have a you have a good swag about you. So I mean. Cribs, this fires me up, man, because we got to merge the old and new. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. That's that's where the industry is going right now. We're, we're trying to make that connection because we still have old school practices, and yet we know the industry is evolving at a very rapid pace. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Zach, I'm, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about, you know, what do you think that transition is like, and, and why is there this new demand for some of the things that you're bringing to the business that I'm sure you recognize when you were on the lot, but tell us about what's changing and, and, and what we need to do to make it most effective for us. Sure. So I was at uh, NADA this year in January, and the whole theme of NADA this year was engage. Engage with the customers, engage with technology. So uh, Deloitte reported that your average new car shopper spends 10 hours shopping online before they set foot in the dealership. And McKinsey reported that your average consumer visits less than two dealerships before making a decision. And in the past, it's been five dealerships. So you have customers coming in. They know the invoice pricing. They know the manufacturer rebates. Oftentimes, they they know more about the car they're buying than the salesperson who is selling it. And then you have a lot of new business models and technologies that are putting pressures on the dealerships like TrueCar, you know, with their pricing. Tesla, they have a direct-to-consumer model. Edmunds, Lock Buddy, that's caused a lot of controversy. 
And then, you know, in the Bay Area where I am, there are a lot of companies like Shift and Carvana, which are kind of like concierge services that bring the test drive to the customer within 45 minutes. So these are definitely stirring up the automotive dealerships. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me ask you this, Zach. Kind of, you know, um, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the connected customer and 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 kind of ask you two questions at one here. You know, number one, how are the, the these customers sometimes and not some in the majority of the time they're more knowledgeable than many of the associates that they're going to see at the dealerships, and that can't happen anytime. You know, I think that a consumer is more educated than it, I hate that. By the way, I mean, and it happens everywhere. I mean, you know, I went to Macy's to buy something. Uh, you, you know, a few weeks ago, and they didn't know anything. You know, I mean, it, it just. So, I mean, I I know that that sucks. Okay, I think it sucks. You think it sucks. So, let's talk about the customers that are more knowledgeable than the sales associates. A and then uh, point B on this question is: let's talk about strategies that salespeople and dealerships can leverage, including social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, in order to get new leads. Kind of merge those two questions together there. Absolutely. So one thing salespeople need to be or need to do is to connect with the customer online. So a lot of dealerships have a poor social media strategy, and this needs to change. For Generation Y and millennial, and millennial consumers, they expect the dealership to have a strong social media presence. Salespeople, they need to be active on Twitter they need to be active on Facebook, and they should also look into social media uh, services that a lot of dealerships aren't leveraging right now, like LinkedIn, Pinterest, and even Instagram. Yeah, Zach, also, you know, um, I know that, uh, that you're big on the idea of salespeople being able to effectively use their CRM from a mobile standpoint as well. Maybe you can touch on that. Hey, while you're at it, Zach, just a, just FYI too, man, you should probably touch on some facial hair. I, I'm just telling you, I think that I think that you might add a few years to yourself, brother. And uh, because you, you, I swear, man, I'm like I, this kid. This kid's got to be like a genius. And you must have started. Re- How old are you, man? You don't mind me asking. Uh, this may shock you. Uh, I'm actually 23 years old, but you know, I graduated college earlier. So well, what would shock me is if you said you were 33. Then then I would be like, whoa. You know, what are you drinking? But oh, so I'm sorry, but I, you, yeah, this definitely, definitely impressive, man, that you actually are able to uh, able to uh, pull it all together like that. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Cribs. No, I was just uh, asking Zach to kind of touch on the importance of maybe being able to uh, use our CRM effectively from a mobile standpoint. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, an issue a lot of dealerships are fa- facing is kind of effectively use a lot or utilizing their CRM system. So. I've spoken with dealerships that are doing millions of dollars in revenue, and they're still using pen and paper. And for a salesperson to run back into the dealership when they have a fresh up on the lot who's ready to buy, to enter their information into a CRM system, that just takes away from the momentum of the deal. So a couple pointers for dealerships and their CRMs, and especially the mobile CRM. Your CRM should be easy enough where the salesperson could instantly understand it because there's a high turnover rate in the automotive industry and it doesn't make sense to have a complicated CRM that takes forever to train. 
And the CRM needs to be mobile ready. It needs to have a driver's license scanner to automate the process of entering a lead. It needs a VIN scanner to make the appraisal process seamless so they could just scan the VIN, all the information is entered in. And then these mobile CRMs need to have a consumer-facing aspect. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. So the CRM system should have a photo gallery or a video gallery where you could showcase, let's say a car is being test-driven, it's not on the lot. You could showcase that car to the customer without bringing them inside, showing them the car on the computer. It should be instant. And, you know, 66% of Americans, according to Engadget, have smartphones. What I believe, 100% of salespeople should own smartphones. Well, I agree with you on that, Zach, and I know that uh, we're definitely moving more and more towards that, that mobile use uh, with our CRMs intertwined. So uh, could could you, Zach, could you give dealers just a, uh, some quick contact information that they can reach you if they want to hear more? Absolutely. So you could learn more about my company, Selly Automotive, by visiting our website, selliautomotive.com. And we're also looking for uh, dealerships to test out our platform. And we have a lot of great features. You know, this is a company that's run by millennials, but we've also uh, brought in a sales director who used to be at VIN Solutions. So we're really trying to change the game here. So, again, you could follow us on Twitter at A1 Software Group or visit our website. SellyAutomotive.com. Hey, uh, real quick, Zach. I mean, just just a bit of inform- just a bit of advice too, um, because your product is is. I'm telling you, man, it's needed in the auto business, and uh, and um, you know you know your stuff, and that's that's sharp. But um, I would I would strongly suggest, and you may you may uh, already you may already be thinking about this, but NADA. I know you were out of NADA, but NADA is is okay. You you need to you need to get yourself find a way, man. Find somebody. Um, you know, to, to partner with you, whatever you need to do, man, you need to get a, a small booth at Digital Dealer because there's going to be a lot, a lot of dealers, and we, we're not making a dime off of it. It happens to be in Tampa. We're going to be there, but I'm telling you, man, your product is exactly the kind of product that uh, dealers are looking for. Um, I'm, you know, I may be able to help you get a deal on that uh, through some contacts I have, but I would strongly recommend it, man, because you've got a, uh, you've got a really unique product, and dealers are looking for something different and you've got a unique blend to it. So um, we would be happy to help uh, endorse, you know, you because uh, Cribs has been looking at, at your company here for uh, since we, you know, since I think since you were scheduled for the last couple of months. And um, I think it might be something to be, be wise on. But anyway, um, it's a good idea. Kick it around. Definitely. I appreciate that. I'll definitely try and make it out to digital dealer. Awesome, I'll man. Make that a top priority. All right, All right, brother. We look forward to meeting you there, man. April. All right, thank you guys so much. Thanks thank, for being on thank the show, you, Zach. Thank you. All right, that was Zach Klimp. But you know he's he, he's got a he's got a, a you know what man I got to give it to the millennials like that man because you know something, um, someone like him is not taught the car business, you know he he's he had he kind of taught him you know taught himself yeah you know and I, then he I solved mean, a, saw a need and that's that's really the definition of business if you're listening out there you know and, and you're in the automotive services industry I mean the definition of business is Find a need and meet it. Yeah. I remember being 22. I quit college in about a year. <laughs> about a year. It was, um, you know, it was weird. They expect you to pass, you know. And so I found that out in grade y- school. Y- yeah. Well, my grades in college, you know, weren't that great. And so I quit. 
However, I started and I started uh, working for my father's advertising, automotive advertising company for about a year before I started my company. And um, I got my teeth kicked in, man, 22 years old, going and sitting down with dealers that were 50 years old at that time or, you know, your age and 50 years old that were just that were making six hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, and I'm 22, wet behind the ear, sitting, you know, across the room, and they're just kicking my teeth. A little teeth intimidating, in. isn't it? It's very intimidating. Yeah, so it does. It takes a lot of gumption, and I give it to to give it up for Zach because give it up he, for he Zach. did great. By the way, I have a PhD. I don't know if you know that. I did not. Public high school diploma. Come on, baby. Come on. <laughs> All right, man. <clears throat> well, we are um, going to be right back here in just a moment, uh, in a couple of minutes, to take a look at this. These are our sponsors, and we want to thank them again. <laughs> Let's face it, good managers are defined not by what they do when they have a showroom full of customers, but more by what they do when there are no customers in the showroom. In 2015, whether you like it or not, the car business is all about conversion of opportunities and driving traffic. All those great closers and desk people are not doing you a whole lot of good if your dealership is not converting effectively on the telephone and internet. As an owner or dealer, when you see five salespeople standing by the front door doing nothing, don't kid yourself. Your dealership is not being effectively managed. Management by Fire is a two and a half day intensive course conducted entirely by Alan Ram that teaches managers how to actually manage in today's automotive industry. Simple processes for driving high quality traffic. For more information on upcoming events, Management by Fire by Alan Ram. Call Alan's team at 866-996-4665. That's 
Oh, look at Danny. Come on. Let's see if he's Johnny on the spot there. He's not on, oh, he's not on your screen yet, is he? You can't see him. We can. Danny was rapping. Danny, put your shirt on. <laughs> We're back. What's up, Dave? You're going to wear that hat all... all, all. Yeah, <laughs> it freaks me out. And I look over at you, man. I'm like, it scares me for a I second. I keep looking I like, in the screen where I see myself, too. I'm like, hey, check that hat out. That's yeah. wild. It looks, I'm not used it looks to it. Weird. I'm not, not really a hat I don't guy, think humans are used to it. It looks It looks, yeah, it looks weird. It, it looks weird. A suit and a hat. You look like Jordan Belfort backward. Like he wore tennis <laughs> shoes with his suit. You're wearing a hat right. with your suit. I don't know. Uh, you guys don't... He's in his boxers. You just can't see it. Yeah, um, Exactly. All right. <laughs> I'm going to stand up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, I'm excited uh, to um, I'm excited to uh, talk to our next guest and uh, all the way from Skype right here. We have uh, we have two of my favorite people, one that's no stranger to the show. He's, he obviously he has a segment every month, but he's here to talk about something a little, a little different. So the next up, we have Susan Givens. She is uh, she is the queen of Auto Success magazine and uh, many other things and and uh, also Danny Benitez and uh, he is the uh, he he works for Susan and uh, so <laughs> I'm sorry Danny okay. I, hey this this is not your funny day man so we're we're trying to be funny you know we're we're not doing a good job no we no I, I promise not to be funny today okay oh so this is. <laughs> No. Regardless of the fact that Cribs looks like he's dressed like the Alpha Dog, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what it is. Hey, so, hey, Villa, he's, Villa, hey, hey Villa, yes, you're, you're looking a little pit bull today. Little pit bull, yeah. Yeah, you got kind of the light jacket. You're you're kind of worldwide today. I'm I love it. I'm wearing jeans too, man. Look, I'm rocking jeans. Hey, let me ask you a question, man. Seriously, I don't know if you know the answer to this. I mean, I know obviously you're not a, you know an animal uh, advocate necessarily. Maybe you are, but if alpha dog, alpha dog is like a wolf term or so, right? I mean, it's like it's like the the lead. Then what's like the woman? What's like the woman version of like the alpha? Because if Jim's the alpha dog, I don't know. What do they call that? Is that the are your the are bitch? your uh, sensors standing by? <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the count of three, ready? One, wow. two, uh, three. Alpha. <laughs> or maybe the beta. <laughs> he moved from Grant. I'm just gonna say it's the beta dog. He moved from Grant Cardone to Jim Ziegler. We, you know, go figure. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, all these man crushes, I can't keep up with. Them. <laughs> nice, 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 Danny. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're doing, we're doing awesome. And by the way, I did not forget him. Um, I, we have Greg Noonan on the phone as well, and uh, Greg, want to thank you for being with us. And all three of you guys uh, are awesome, and and um, and I appreciate you being with us today. Susan, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having us. I was um, so excited. I've been waiting on this all week. Well, us too. Us too. I I got a chance to we got a chance to meet you in September, and uh, man, just a great a great person. I know we didn't have a lot of time to. To talk, um, they had us busy up there. But um, Susan, you're outstanding and a true professional in the auto business. So, thank you thank for being you. with us. Hopefully, we'll get to see each other again soon in the next month or so. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I want to jump in, um, Danny, and kind of throw um, throw a first question to you. And you know, I know you guys have been talking a lot about CSI. You know, I see the buzz social media. You guys are out there talking about uh, CSI customer loyalty programs and so forth. That you re recently did a podcast, Danny, uh, for Auto Success Magazine, and you talked about 
uh, customer loyalty programs in general. And I just want to see if you can maybe kick the conversation off by, you know, sharing, you know, just share your thoughts on that in general. Sure. And, uh, and thanks for mentioning the podcast. It probably will be the best podcast in the history of her little magazine. Uh, so I'm looking for that. The customer loyalty is just, uh, I don't know, it's on the tips of everybody's tongue right now. And, uh, you know, we hear a lot about customer loyalty programs and, and there's a lot of great programs out there. There's, uh, you know, punch cards and swipe cards and discounts and things like that. And, and I think what I was talking about on the podcast was the fact that customer loyalty programs are great, but, uh, maybe first thing we need to do is learn how to, uh, program our customers for loyalty rather than invest so much in customer loyalty programs. And what I mean by that and what I meant in the podcast was basically that we have to teach our customers how to be loyal. And how do we do that? I think we just have to simply take care of them. We have to create an environment that they want to come back to. And uh, as it relates to service, we were talking in the podcast about really in service that you have to fix their car right and fix it right the first time so that you can establish trust and trust is the canvas that loyalty is created upon. And so that trust has to be the first thing. Uh, and those are the people that are going to be loyal. And, you know, people talk about pricing and savings and all this. You know what? If, if you take care of the people and fix it right and they trust you, price is never an issue. If you don't fix it right and they don't trust you, your services are never cheap enough. So I think really uh, deep, my point really today, was man. to keep first things first. You were, what? I said you're, you're deep today. Like you're throwing some pretty – like deep quote, you know, quotes and, you know, I mean, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's like deep from, are you re, Are you looking at a teleprompter or are you actually, because, I mean, that's some deep stuff. You said something about a canvas. Maybe you, sound, you sound surprised. Well, I mean, it's just, <laughs> a, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen this side. I, it's, it's it, you know, like the canvas thing. I, that was awesome. I was like, I was trying to rise oh, and write that. Yeah, pretty good. Well, it's just, I'm telling you right now, customers are too expensive to go obtain uh, and go and finding customers and, and pulling people away from other dealers or grabbing price shopping consumers. When we have repeat purchases in our own backyard and our service departments are sending these people over and over again. So, uh, you know, at least at my dealership, we're focusing inward mm-hmm. and customer loyalty and retention is our credo. And, and that's why I'm so excited about Susan and Greg's event that's coming up. Outstanding. Yeah, and you know, I would pose the question: How do you how do you keep the sales department connected with the service department? Because we know when when the customer comes back in, it may be you know a year or two or three or four before they repurchase. But obviously, we're going to want uh, other people in their family, referrals, all of that. But how do how does a salesperson really stay connected to that customer throughout the lifetime of their? Uh, experience and, and, and make it count in, when that customer is in the dealership for service. Um, who do you, yeah, you, you go, go, Susan. Oh, no, I, I, I was just going to say, I would like to know what you do at your dealership for this. Because everybody's well, different, different, different ideas. Yeah, and, and I, think, I think it really, again, you know, we talk about programs, I think it becomes, a, uh, a retention, a loyalty retention culture. And I think you have to adopt a one customer mindset. Uh, you know, that literally the difference between service and sales customers is the door that, that they enter the dealership in. Uh, we have to adopt a one customer mindset. No more service customers and sales customers. They're just customers. And we have to begin by breaking down the walls between uh, sales and service uh, from a personnel standpoint. Pay plans. 
what we're focusing on, and it's really a culture issue. And that, at our dealership, that's what we try to do. Is we try to create a, a one-customer mindset. Greg, you have a lot of knowledge on this subject in general. Talk to us about your passion when it comes to customer loyalty and retention, uh, Greg Noonan. Well, thank you. And the reason my picture is not up here is I'm the ugly one, and they told me the best they could do is use a a fixed shot of me. So uh, I don't know if they have a picture of a dog up there or not, but it's not going to be any worse than me live. We would, we Greg, Greg. Hey, listen, Greg. You are welcome because we would not put the picture that Danny sent us. He sent us some picture to, I, I don't know. We wouldn't do it, though. We didn't want to do that to you. Well, I've been in business for 33 years, and, and I was the publisher of a major magazine for 17 years. But bigger than that, I was with NADA for 13. Hmm. And one of the things I've been saying since I started with Safety Clean three, more than three decades ago is that why is service not changed like sales has? And, and that's because most of these wonderful dealers, the most benevolent people we'll ever meet, uh, were, were raised in a, in a sales culture. And like Danny said, it is a corporate culture. It's a, it's a dealership culture. And I'm actually traveling around the country right now talking with different dealers. Where am I in Dallas today? So uh, the, the thing is, if, if you don't treat the customer when they're buying the car like you want to keep the customer until they're ready to buy the next car, you don't have a customer retention culture. So... You have to start with that. And from the incoming calls, seven out of the ten calls that come into a dealer today are actually for service, not for sales. How you put that person on hold has a lot to do with the culture. And as we've learned in the social media market, the route to the dealer is littered with excuses not to come in for service. And somebody could easily get a tweet today that talks somebody out of coming to your dealership. Social media is immediate, it's effective, and it's, it hurts the dealer if they don't have a culture that's 100 percent keep your customers for life absolutely actually i'm gonna see if cribs can pull it up here um i want to read something it's because i knew we were having the show today this you know we're, we're a marketing company and we work with hundreds of dealerships and this just happened to be sent danny uh to today i mean as ironic as, as it is to our call center from a customer of a dealership i'm not sure where this deal this dealership's in california one of our clients work with them every every month and a customer that bought a car there from one of our programs sent this to our um, one of our lead BDC reps and said, I just wanted to thank you for your persistence. You followed up with me. And even when I thought that this was never going to be possible, your team made it happen and said, Jeff was my sales rep. Jason was my finance um, person. Between the two of them, they made it happen. I'm now happily driving my 2013 Chevy Impala. Your company has outstanding customer service. From the bottom of my heart, a sincere thank you goes out to the whole team, and you started it off. Thanks again. You're a loyal and happy customer. You know, I mean, and it just blew my mind. You know, I mean, I'm in the car business for 20 years, and, like, when I see something like that, I, I get more excited than I do when, when, you know, when I get a sale because it just, it's just so, so much of an, an anomaly, it seems. But, I, you know, Greg, maybe Greg can, can touch on that because, Greg, that came from a customer who I'm pretty sure will buy every car that she buys for the rest of her life from that dealership. I mean, and she had never been there. Right. That's right. Um, only the next bad experience will get rid of a customer. Uh, the mm. next good experience keeps them. And and what we're seeing, we just did a, a show called the Customer Experience with Chrysler Corporation for 17 states. Mm -hmm. And uh, when the service people walked out of this conference and the general managers and dealers, Susan, you were there. You saw mm -hmm. this. Uh, they They couldn't believe that 
this cultural change has to start with them, the owners. And they saw it, and they said, wow, we got to go back to our dealership and tell everybody, you touch our customer, you have an effect on the next sale. You affect your paycheck next week on what you say to people today. And But the thing is, the dealers really want to do this. The technologies that are out there today, and I was just at a breakfast this morning, a battery, since we have an audience of dealers, a battery is an equity marker. Mm-hmm. A battery dies between three and four years in. We saw USA Today last week, 84-month loans, a record $750 billion in car loans. That's tomorrow's capacity for service. So if you don't get them back into service, you sell them a battery, you just sold them the next car. If you do not sell them their next set of tires, there's a 70% chance you will not sell them their next car. So what the dealers need to do, and why Google is speaking at our conference, and Facebook as well, Google, I got to spread the word at NATO last year on search for service instead of search for sales. And, and we have the proof, because I told them, I won't tell them a 60-year-old influenced Google if you come and speak at our conference. And so that works, and they're coming to talk about it. And, and the reality is that the factories, the OEMs, have to help these wonderful dealers and optimizing their dealerships on service because you're going up against a jiffy lube. All they want is service. They're not a new car dealer. Service is just one of the aspects of a franchise. He has to optimize himself the same way for tires, lube, body shop, and everything else. Uh, I don't know if I answered your question, but yeah, yeah, answer, you know, simply, yes. it, it, it's, it's out there. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I love the idea of evolving the service department at the same, uh, you know, rate as the sales department because we know that we we look at that that department every day. We need to we need to focus on this uh, service as well. Susan, I know that you and Greg have founded Insight Fifteen Customer and Loyalty Conference. It's coming up in Orlando, and this is really the first conference that's focused on this topic solely. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Um, Greg and I have been friends for years. And we've always wanted to work together, but we, you know, the timing had to be right, the message had to be right, the location had to be right. And um, over the course of the past year, two years, Honor Success is a media sponsor of a lot of these events. And one key question and topic kept coming up, and it was customer loyalty and retention. And Greg is the one who actually approached me with that topic. And as soon as I heard it, we knew that that was the path that we wanted to go. Um, the you know enthusiasm that we that we've received thus far on the conference has been incredible. Um, you know we feel like we have a good team. We have good speakers. We have a couple good MCs. Danny is going to be our MC, and then Chris Garifino is the other MC who is a partner in DM at the Kelly Automotive Group. Mm-hmm. So um, we have dealers actually running the show, and uh, we feel like it's going to be a great event. Great. Outstanding. Yeah, that's coming up in Orlando next month. Can you give us the dates, Susan, and also how dealers would reach you? Yep. Um, and we actually have a special little treat that I'm going to let Greg explain here in a second for you guys. Um, we just got the go-ahead on it two minutes before this call. So the, um, the it's Insight 15. You can go visit our website. Insight15.com. Um, you can... Register there too. The dates are March 24th through the 26th. It's at the Rosen in Orlando. And Greg, do you want to tell the audience the special secret that um, we heard about two minutes before the show? 
Yeah, I was just in San Antonio last two nights ago uh, with a group that's going to be at our conference, and they are so inspired that their CEO talked to me this morning and then just a few minutes ago. So if if you would look at this, and if you'd write this number down, David, 502-802-5608, that's Susan's cell phone, by the way, and my cell phone is 607-437-3061. Don't call us, but text us and say free airfare. This client just told us that up to 100, but we, we're going to say 50, up to the first 50 people that text either Susan and I as a dealer or owner or a head of service and fixed operations, this client's going to pay for their airfare to our conference, up to $500 a ticket. That's pretty much everybody wow. in the company. Okay, and no making your own fake tickets, okay, everybody? You're going to want to see a bona fide ticket. That's and, uh, so, 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 okay, uh, Danny, uh, we're going to be looking for your name. And uh, yeah, and what we're we're also doing because of that, we're going to make it that we pick up their hotel bill. So what does it mean at the end of the day? That's it great. means that we're going to pick up four hundred and ninety dollars worth of a hotel. One of our clients, car listers, picking up the airline. So for five ninety five, Susan, was that is that okay? Five ninety five. Uh, a yeah. dealer, if they if they text either Susan or I. Free airfare. We'll get back to you. Tell us your name. We'll call you right back, and we'll arrange for you to attend the conference. And you will end up paying five ninety five free airfare. That includes your hotel to five ninety five. Awesome. And uh, we'll we'll see you in Orlando. Outstanding, guys. And uh, give us the dates, uh, Danny. Give us the dates of the uh, conference if you guys have that. And then uh, we want to thank you guys. And we will give these numbers out again, and obviously make sure that they're on the screen and, and tweeted out as well. 24, March, yeah, March 24th, 26th yeah. of March. Okay. Yep. Outstanding, guys. I want to thank you for being uh, being with us. And you guys are a hop, skip, and a jump away, obviously, Orlando. So, um, Susan, Greg, Danny, thank you for being with us. I know Chris was Chris was uh, actually taking care of a customer. Uh, selling cars comes first, right? So, uh, thank you guys for being with us, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Hey, Danny. Hey. Danny, you look great, man. You look great. And that's, that's I'm no besmirchment. No besmirchment. You look hey, good. Look thank younger. you very much. I'm going I'm to be in Tampa on Monday with the K9 Companions at the at the Tampa Auto Auction for Odessa. You and I ought to talk. Come hey, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, get get uh get with um, Danny. You have our numbers too. I don't want to give it out, but yeah, get get on my number, uh, Greg. And absolutely, we'll be here. We're we're in the office on Monday. Okay, guys. Hey, thank, you, guys. thank you, guys. Hey, thank you very much. Danny, Danny I like the way yeah, that Dave's sucking up to you now before you come on next week and start to rip him apart. All righty. Uh, I'm taking notes. I'm saving up. I was on my best behavior today. <laughs> yes, you were. All right, man. Thank you, guys. I just, I just got my first text in for free airline ticket. Awesome. Great. Wait till we get the numbers out here. It's going to happen. All right. Thank you, guys. Well, that's outstanding. I would, that was unexpected, and we did not uh, we did not know that. So that's a great deal. We'll give those numbers out at the end. Um, Mike, are we taking a break, or are we bringing our next guest on, or what have you? The next up, we're rolling through. We're going to be rolling through. All right. Well, listen, I'm so excited. I'm I'm really. Are, are we ready to go? Just give me a thumbs up, man, because I can. Well, I'm I'm ready. <laughs> okay, but, I'm always ready. But is she ready? Oh, oh, she's she's ready. Okay. So the next up with some breaking news is is kind of broke a little bit, you know. And thanks, by the way, Amanda, Amanda Ryan, uh, for uh, you know kind of 
talking about a little bit prematurely on the on the uh, Twitter today. But <laughs> the deal is, uh, w- the next up is Laura Madison. Hi, Laura here from lauradives.com and Alan Rams Proactive Training Solutions. For my auto dealer live segment today, I wanted to talk four ways that video marketing has worked for me and thus can work for you. I have done extremely well with video marketing in regard to visibility and sales in the car business, and I think it's the most underutilized tool that salespeople and dealerships have available to them. So again, I want to talk about four ways that it was hugely successful for me. Maybe you can emulate those and create some success of your own. The first way that video marketing worked for me was differentiation. So few people were willing to put themselves in front of the iPhone camera, and because I was one of the only ones that was doing it, I was really acknowledged both in the social media realm, in the automotive world, and locally by customers for my efforts in video marketing. Video marketing has been such a differentiator for me. It's probably why you're familiar with me and perhaps watching me now, and it has just remained my strongest asset in the industry. Second way that video marketing worked for me, frankly, was visibility. I was engaging on social media platforms. I was sharing auto blog articles and gas savings tips and tips for driving in the winter. But honestly, my content on YouTube grew the fastest of all my social media platforms. And it's still today what I'm best known for. So the visibility that YouTube brought me, partially because it's owned by Google, has been unreal. By far, it was the strongest and most important thing I did on any social network and on any of kind of my internet outreach endeavors. The third way that video marketing worked for me was building trust. Now, this is a tricky, tricky thing in the car business, and I think it's the most important thing you can do to create a client base and then maintain that base and keep those people fiercely loyal to you. As an industry, We perfected sleazy tactics with the checkered suit and the gold chains. And so I think one of the first things people experience when they see me on video before they ever walk into the dealership is just this image of that car salesman completely shattered. And you don't have to be five foot two and blonde to have that experience yourself. I think none of us are that salesman anymore. A lot of us take a lot of pride in our appearance, you know, in the way we take care of ourselves and in our our speech and our communication that's part of why a lot of us ended up in the car business is because we're good with people so honestly just portraying your true personality and video is one of the best ways to build trust once somebody's seen your face whether you've created something like a co-video to introduce yourself to them before they come in for your appointment or if they saw a walk around or a presentation you did of a vehicle again once they see your face that's really, really strong in building trust. I mean, that's really your light years ahead of where you were if it had just been a phone call. And then it gives obvious advantages. When somebody walks into the showroom, they've already seen me. They know what I look like, and they're going to walk past all the guys at the front door to find this face because they see me in the back of the room. They already know what I look like, and we've already begun this experience of building trust. The fourth and final way that video marketing worked for me in the car business is it acquired me customers. Now, I think this is a combination of the three things that I've mentioned already. I was extremely visible. I differentiated myself from any other salesperson. 
and I had begun to build trust because I had put out a little extra effort. They had seen my face already, but video had the highest return on investment. And when I talk about return on investment, ROI, I really mean of time because I used my iPhone to film videos. I used an app called the Capture, which is a YouTube app. It even lets you kind of splice up videos and upload it straight from here. And my only, my, my product inventory was there on the lot for me already. So my only investment was my time into what I was gonna say and then actually filming the video. So for return on investment, video was the, was the biggest for me. There's a couple videos I have in a series on supercharging a tundra. It was something really cool that my store did. We would buy a new tundra off the lot, we would put a supercharger in it, that gave it 500 horsepower. And I did a series of videos on that, and that allowed me to get supercharger inquiries from all over the country. I mean, it, it was wild. So what can you take from this? My first recommendation is to get over seeing yourself on the camera. I don't sound the way I think I do. I certainly don't look the way I think I do some days. But what's really important is this content and video can't begin working for you until you get it out there. And it's not when you lose five pounds or have a better hair day. It's not even something that's being judged by customers. If you have good content, Honestly, they're not thinking about your hairdo. I wouldn't recommend keeping a ball cap or a hooded sweatshirt on, but I would say keep your content awesome. Share some of your enthusiasm about your product, your store, and your motivation, and I bet you anything that you will see an improvement in sales. You can always contact me at laura at allenram.com. I'm on Twitter at Laura Drives, and you can always visit lauradrives.com to see more examples of what I did in the business and also some advice for salespeople. Some of the questions I've fielded over the years about what I've done, frequently asked questions, things that are designed to help you. So thank you so much, David Villa and Dave Cribs, for having me on Auto Dealer Live. Thank you all for watching. Thank you, Laura, and uh, you are you are a cherished gift um, to Auto Dealer Live. And in the breaking news, Laura drives. Laura Madison is now part. She has left Bozeman Toyota, and she is now the director or vice president, I believe, of sales, a director of sales for uh, Allen Rams Proactive Training Solutions. And um, and I want to thank her for. Uh, for being amazing. Thank you, Alan, for being obviously a sponsor. You guys are awesome. Um, I love this song, man. This song is awesome. Come on, Cribs. Let's see if you can uh, dance in that hat. I don't know if I can dance in this hat. Hey, man, Cribs and I are stoked about being at Digital Dealer DD18 in Tampa. Uh, April, we're going to be there, and um, I'm going to be speaking and doing some leadership training. And uh, also, um, on the third day, the third keynote, there's Google is going to be on the panel, Matt Koenig, um, and it's got a great automotive panel. Yours truly, I'm, I'm blessed and just honored they've asked me to moderate that. And uh, I don't know if they know what they're in for. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Seren, do you know? Hey, um, and uh, listen, if you're not, man, if you have an, and I, listen, you say, well, what you always plugging them. I believe in them. Let me tell you something. In Vegas, um, in September, it was one of the best conferences I've ever been to, hands down, automotive or not. They know how to put one on, and that is, an, it was an amazing conference. Dealers, you need to be there. 
and uh, there's a lot of dealers there. Personally, three people that I know of that are clients of ours that this are going to be there as well, speaking dealers. I mean, these are owners of dealerships, man, that are that are coming in on their own to speak because they love the business. And uh, Lisa Copeland's going to be speaking there. Matt Lasco, um, Brett Oob. Brett owns three dealerships in Louisiana, and he's trying to buy more. The guy's insane, man. He's awesome. And uh, just going to be an incredible conference. We're going to be broadcasting live there. Hey, last you know, last year was a great experience. It only gets better. And if you haven't been to Tampa, you know, here's an opportunity. This facility, the Tampa Convention Center, is absolutely amazing. So it's the perfect venue yeah. for this big event, and it's going it to be is. nothing short of amazing. Yeah, and, 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 and I'll say this, and, and we're, we're going to have BDC Boardroom 2 live on the floor at live. Digital Dealer. Listen, get your ticket. Live. And your ticket, by the way, for BDC Boardroom is free. Get your digital dealer ticket, and then tell us you want to be around when, dig when BDC Boardroom is going on because it's going to be very limited, packed in here if you want to see what's going on. Live, around a table, they're going to be going at it. Just Cribs, I think I think we need to see some dancing. We've got people tweeting they want to see you dancing Come on. with oh, the hat. Come on, man. You know, I don't know. I, I, I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> so do, it again. do it again. Do it again. He popped it. No, just go the other way. Oh, go the other way. Bring it on over. <laughs> That's, that's old school right there. All right, man. Hey, Mike. Yo. You know what we want to do? Hey. You know what we want to do? Got to get your social on, brother. Get your social on. The next up is Amanda and Aaron Ryan. You know what time it is. It is time to get your social on here with me, Aaron Ryan. And Amanda Ryan. This week, we're going to talk about a hard topic that is going to affect your dealership. Get Your Social On is all about providing you social media tips for your digital marketing and helping you as a dealership get better at yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we're Online. in this together. Yeah. We're in this together. We're a team. All right, so today's awesome topic happens to be... Not, Not responding, responding to negative, negative reviews could cost you thousands. thousands. That's hard to absorb. That is so scary. <laughs> I know. Sometimes you need like a, ah. You need that, yeah, sound effect <laughs> for sure. I mean, it's pretty tar terrifying in itself, right? Yeah, I would have liked to see your guys' faces. <laughs> I know, like, we're going to explain that. <laughs> yes. We've talked about this quite a few times. What is worse than negative review? That would be not responding to a negative review. Sure thing. So if you're not responding to a negative review, what's happening? Basically, people are talking about you and you're remaining silent. So imagine this. Somebody comes into the dealership and starts ranting about how negative the dealership is, like a negative review, and you're just standing there silent, not saying anything. Every person that then walks into the dealership is going to turn around and walk back out. So if you're not going to do that in the dealership, you're going to provide the best customer service as possible offline. Then you then in turn has to provide that online. Online, And, you know, it's a scary thing to know this, but the truth is one negative review. That's one negative one, review. One, just one. Costs you 30 customers. And that's a huge number. That is absolutely. I mean, think of the. So if you look at that scenario and you had 30 customers come in with one person ranting, all of them turn around and walk out. What does that cost you? Ooh, it's, a, it's a scary number. Yes. So, you know, you got to think in today's real time world, 
Reviews are real-time word of mouth. You Instant. don't have to wait for that phone call or that no. sit-down coffee moment with your girlfriend. You don't even have to know them at all. You can be at a complete all. stranger that's coming and looking up the different things for your reviews. And again, I mean, positive reviews are awesome. You They're want fantastic. Them, and you want to respond to those as well. But that's not what people are looking for. They're not looking for that. No. You think, you know, oh, I just want to display my positive n reviews, but they're looking for how you handled anything negative because yes. the realistic uh, thing about it is that everybody has issues, right? Like right. every every customer is not going to leave happy. And you can't be perfect either. You can't no. meet everybody's expectations. So how do you handle your imperfections? Right. And that's what people are looking for. So responding to negative reviews is an absolute must. You have to have reputation management. And that means you either get it from, say, a vendor, mm -hmm. or you do it yourself. But you have to be proactive. You have to make sure that some sort of strategy is in place. And we've had a previous episode on how um, uh, online negative reviews affect car buyers. Right. So that's something you, you want to definitely check out and, and understand that it is affecting our industry. It is. And you can't it's ignore it. It's not skipping this industry. No. You can't think can't it's just going to go away. It's not just going to go away. <laughs> no. And it's affecting you daily. So we're going to break it down for you. This is down. your dealership. Yes, you. We're talking directly to you. And you just happen to have one one unhappy customer. Like, it, it might not happens. have anything to do with how you treated them. It might not have to do with your service. But it happens, you know. Mm -hmm. Then they decide to go and leave on, an, on a review site one negative review. Now, that one potential customer could have approximately we're going low scale yeah here. we're just going to we're just making up a scenario here that that one potential customer went on the low end of the budget and spent fourteen thousand on a vehicle let's right. just say fourteen thousand yes. that's low end so let's process this then because of that one unhappy one negative review of that one customer that would have spent fourteen thousand dollars on a vehicle you lost 30 pot potential 30. customers right so What's how much math? does that yeah, yeah how much does that cost you and it's uh brace Staggering. for it <laughs> this is the math of death okay wait for it four hundred twenty thousand dollars that's the low scale yes. think about your suburbans yeah like fifty three thousand or even twenty think about your ram trucks yeah oh, right think about the the uh vehicles that people are buying on a regular basis not like family vehicles right not i mean just, we went on the low end with fourteen we thousand yeah. dollars mm -hmm. and and saying that then 30 other customers would spend fourteen thousand dollars and because of that one negative review they walked away and you lost a potential four hundred and twenty thousand dollars so you can just imagine how that can grow mm -hmm. that can absolutely grow just from one negative review so it, it's so important that you take the time and you figure out a strategy for your reputation because that's what people are looking for and that's how you're perceived. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking it's just going to be ignored, it's going to go away. It's not. It's not. It's very important that you are proactive and that you are monitoring, maintaining because even if that person that wrote it never saw it, those 30 other people will. And if it looks like it's you're making the attempts to resolve it, if it looks like you're making the efforts to be you know there for that customer, customer service that you're paying attention yes that's what people want because it's not about the brick and mortar it's about the people that work there you need to humanize your business right that's a shocking number 
screenshot your face to that number and what we're going to do now is we're going to turn that frown upside down with get your social on social, social shout, shout, outs. shout outs this week we're going to give a shout out to at mike bidwell cars hi Hello. mike it's good uh connecting with you on twitter these are all automotive folks that you too could enjoy chatting with on twitter yeah. at fixed guy hello, hello. at Sign on the line. Nice. That's that's a good way. I always like things that rhyme. I do too. And you know, it's like, yeah, just sign on that dotted line. Let's get this done. Right. You can follow me at the Aaron Ryan. And I'm at Amanda Shares. Or both of us at GYSO Addicts on Twitter. This, you know, we, we grab people that are automotive related from the various accounts at MJ String Follow. Hello to you. It's great to connect with you guys on Twitter and on Facebook, too. Yes, we have a Facebook group. We sure do. At Facebook.com slash groups slash Get Your Social On. And, you know, if you don't know where we're from, we happen to be from the internet marketing company, Wikimotive.com. And we want you to head on over to Wikimotive.com slash GYSO so you can get your free wallpaper, your free ringtone. Check out the wall of fun. The wall of fun. If you want to be on the wall of fun screenshot something that has to do with GYSO, maybe us, maybe what you're doing while you're watching or listening <laughs> to us. That would be fun. Wikimotive.com slash GYSO. In the meantime, get your social on.